Sarah Blitzhop's <gasps> after five years. The OG is back. Yeah, we're here and we're happy and we're ready to go. Welcome back. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. The sun's out. I can't complain, you know. I could complain a little bit. I could be outside tanning right now, but I'm here instead and I would much rather be here. Don't oh, you worry. So happy you are here. It was a massive round one. We've got so much to talk about today and looking ahead to round two because it is the first leg of the Michelle Teams Cup on Wednesday, tomorrow. Uh, the Boomers and the Flyers, and I know you get yourself up for this one. Yeah, we have to get ourselves up for this one. We hate the Boomers when we in season, of course. Individually, they're lovely people, but when it comes to game time, we can't stand them. It's a massive rivalry. You know, it's like the Melbourne Phoenix rivalry. You know, this mm. one's been going longer. Yes. Um, but super exciting, ready to play. We had a great atmosphere, a wonderful crowd um, on Saturday. And if we can, you know, have that turnout and have a good support system, we'll be fine. We'll talk a lot about that coming up, but we will have a bit of a wrap of round one to start off with. It started basically a week ago. It feels a lifetime ago over in Perth with the Boomers getting a really gritty win over the Lynx in round one, but it was very entertaining opening round, very high scoring, including your game, which we'll zero in on. But what did you think of the state of play in round one? Yeah, uh, as you said, very high scoring, which can only mean one thing, probably no defence. <laughs> I know that's something our team's struggle with but it's totally you know round one that's exactly what you would expect everyone's nervous they're firing they're coming out they're getting their shots up they're trying to find the groove straight away and as as we've said you know three five, three out of five games over 100 points so it's amazing for women's basketball um and it would have been great for the crowds and the fans to watch I can just hear in my head so many of the coaches doing that chant, you know, the crowd does, defence, <laughs> <Yes>. defence, <laughs> question mark, where On was it? <laughs> where was it? Uh, so many storylines to talk about as well, which we'll get into, but I want to ask you what caught your eye in round one. Was it something that was in your win over Adelaide? Was it something else that you saw throughout the opening yeah. round? I mean, I could say a lot of things about our win, but I'll shy away because that's a bit biased. Um, when I was watching the Melbourne Boomers game and the Perth Lynx, um, so obviously game one, the the grand final rematch, for me, Lauren Scherf stood out big time. Um, you know, 17 points, eight rebounds, five assists, almost up in the triple-double mm. territory, which as we've... What would you prefer, Sherfy? <laughs> yeah. Thirty plus points or a triple? Because you were flirting with. I reckon. I reckon it's a triple, even though she might yes. might have swapped for Sammy's thirty. Exactly right. As we've spoken about, we got asked a question earlier in uh, the WNBL launch day. Would you rather a triple double or thirty plus points? And Lauren Scherf said thirty plus points. So she's probably not happy with this performance. <laughs> but she, she doesn't want a damn triple. She was the only player to say thirty plus points. That's it, exactly right. But no, I was really proud of her. Um, you know, she's potentially Australia's next big coming through, and you know, showing a lot of poise and control and, and calm out there, and really taking the game on her shoulders. She looked really good for me. And then on the other end of that, I mean, obviously, Sammy, thirty points. You know. That's a regular occurrence now, Sammy, so anything below 30 will be upsetting. But um, Christy Wallace, I mean, she got 24 points. She was super aggressive, but for me it was her shooting at 76%, 10 from 13, you know, obviously taking smart shots, making them and just playing how Wally plays. Sherfy, I love this story and we've spoken a lot about her winning a Commonwealth Games medal with the three-on-three three this year, but she has been around this league for a while. Did you play with her at Dandenong? I did for a couple of seasons, yeah. yes, but she was super young then. Yeah, and then um, goes and wins championship at 
Canberra with some of the greats. And she's really found her groove at Perth and she's been great in NBL one. She's found a niche in three on three. And I just love to see her fulfilling her potential because we know that she's been threatening to do it for a few years. I love your call about, you know, the Opal. She's had a taste of that. There could be some changes, you know, to the Opals heading into Paris, Um, but there always is changes because of players putting pressure on at selection. So love this story and hope that Sherfy has a great season. Yeah, exactly right. She keeps playing with confidence and, um, you know, her coach obviously letting her have a bit of a green light. I think it's only going to benefit her immensely. And like you said, no offence to the Opal's bigs, but they are getting a little old. <laughs> Your word, Sarah Blitzars. My word. mine. <laughs> not mine. Still in very fine form, may I add. Oh, of but. course. Bronze medal winning form. We'll talk about that too a little bit later. Someone else that has had a taste of Opal's this year is Steph Reed, who's forced her way into those games against Japan early in the year off the back of strong WNBL form. 14 assists. Yeah, hello. Um, hello. Um, she's a great story. You played with her, um, Daninong and then Flyers? Flyers. Um, first season Flyers? Yeah, Flyers, Last yeah. Last season Daninong, first season Flyers? Yeah, potentially. Or maybe just first season Flyers. But yeah. that was a, a super team. You had Steph Reid and Annalie Maley coming yes. off the bench that yes. year. Um, she's such a hard worker. Yeah. She's got such a great attitude, a brilliant WNBL season last year and love that she forced her way into the Opal squad off the back of that and I think the sky's the limit for yeah. Steph Reed. And I think the word force is perfect for her and I love that she's aggressive and she doesn't care who she takes on. She'll she'll bring it to each and every one of us and, um, you know, it's really showing up in her performance and I think Townsville has been a great team. Shannon, amazing for her and, yeah, she's a great human too so keep going strong and, Again, that point guard spot is always up for grabs as well. And I know there's a few that are going to be at it this year. So there's a lot of competitiveness this WNBL season. Someone else who will be looking to get back in the Opals is Lauren Nicholson. And it was a flashback to 2020 hub season in Townsville with her performance at the weekend, 35.6 of nine from the three. Um, That is the Lauren Nicholson that we know and love. And it's great to see her back healthy because she had some injury issues throughout last season. Yeah, exactly right. Tough year for her last season. So what a way to start at 35 points as you do. I'm sure Steph Reid probably got most of her assists from Lauren Nicholson as well. And another question is what was Canberra doing on that game? <laughs> I can well, openly say that because I'll I'll trash talk Jade Melbourne any day. <laughs> oh, well, Jade Melbourne is injured, so we need to be nice. Did you not know this? No. Oh, she's hurt her ankle. So we've had two, and we'll talk about Gemma Potter, but it was um, – so much excitement for the Caps going into their weekend. Of course, they played Bendigo first up. Gemma Potter, it's just such a terrible story. And we sent our love to Gemma. Um, her return WNBL game from an ACL injury. She didn't even make it through the end of the first quarter um, doing the ACL and her other knee. So um, two ACLs in 18 months. And, and your face is kind of mm. summing it up right now because it's, I think, five-year anniversary of you doing your ACL. You've been here. You know yeah how it feels yeah it's heart-wrenching honestly um poor girl like I couldn't even imagine what it's like to do two I know what it's like to do one um but yeah to to go down with another one and obviously for her she would have known straight away that she's done it um 
And, you know, she was playing well. I played against her in the NBL one season mm. and, you know, she was really finding her groove again and she's a very handy player with a lot of potential and, yeah, it would have been just heartbreaking for her. So sending her my love, um, I don't personally know her that well, but you never want to see anyone have a long-term injury. I just think it's the worst thing ever. So I really hope she's okay and, um, yeah, you know, sometimes injuries – make teams play better and you never know, Canberra might come out firing this weekend. Mm. We mentioned Wally earlier. She's drawing inspiration from Wally because they were housemates and teammates at the Caps previously. No one's done the comeback from two ACLs in that time frame better than Wally given just this year alone, WNBL Six Woman of the Year, WNBA debut with Atlanta Dream and then part of your uh, Rose Gold Opals performance at the World Cup. So she's got someone in her corner to really guide her in how to make the comeback because a lot of people tout Gemma as someone, she's 20 years old, yeah. so she's a baby, yeah. as someone who has the potential to represent the Opals in the future. So um, anyway, back to Caps, that was that was certainly deflating for them Friday night and then they go up to Townsville and, um, and Jade hurt her ankle, so we're waiting for some confirmation on scans there, but... Fingers crossed because Jade Melbourne is the goat of humans, but it would just be disaster. <laughs> She's the goat <laughs> of humans. She? Yes. She's yes. the bee's knees. Yes. Um, it would be, just all the cliches here, Blicky, um, but it would be so deflating for the Caps, a very young team, to lose their best two young players in the space of the Oak opening weekend. Yeah, exactly right. And Jade Melbourne being their point guard too. And that's a spot that I know she's really taken and wants to learn in and really would have been perfect for mm. her. So hopefully it's not too bad um, and she can come back stronger. And, you know, sometimes injuries are a good thing. You can sit out and you can watch and you can become smarter anyway. And, um, you know, she's a great player. She'll be back no matter what. Feely, maybe um, playing coach. Oh, imagine that. I think <gasps> she's still got it. Bring it to the WNBL show. Let's ask her firsthand. Yeah, we'll have, to, <laughs> we'll have to put it out to her and see. She would still have it. She'd be itching, wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Watching her I team think it's play. possible. Throw me out there, coach. Oh, I am the coach. Oh, I am Let's the go coach. out there. Let's go. Uh, Dakea Cohen, one of their imports, had a good weekend. So we'll talk a bit about imports because they made their mark um, across round one. But let's move on to your game at the weekend. So much was going on at the State Basketball Centre, the Flyers' new home, return of the GOAT, Lauren Jackson, to the WNBL. The queues were outside the State Basketball Centre. The merchandise stand sold out. What was it like to be part of that? Atmosphere? It was incredible. Um, Flyers did it so well. And, and like you said, there was queues miles long. And I mean, the stands were full. And what was great, like you said, with the merchandise, I mean, everyone was wearing Flyers shirts. That's super cool. Um, we've done a great job of really building our club. And um, obviously, Lauren helps. You know, Lauren's great. <laughs> She's phenomenal. So she brought in a lot of that, but um, just amazing atmosphere. And yeah, I'm really wrapped to be part of this team now. So Kayla Thornton is your second ever import because you've only ever had one import in the three previous seasons, Mercedes Russell, which was a pretty good, pretty big import. Pretty good one. But <laughs> Kayla Thornton, we knew she was going to be good, but just watching yeah. the first few minutes, I thought, okay, she's a stud. Yeah. I think that's why Cheryl's always shied away from imports because we got Mercedes and she was was incredible and now it's like you can't go back from there but managing to 
find Kayla and, you know, she's a great human as well, which is unreal. She's fitted in perfectly with our program. And I mean, her intensity on defense, offense, getting a bucket when we need a bucket, taking it in her hands and just going with it. And um, yeah, phenomenal player. So she's going to be unreal for us. And yeah, a very tough one for opponents. Well, it was an excellent win for the Flyers. It was a high scoring game. I was super impressed with Adelaide too. They put up some massive scores in preseason games against Perth. Um, 98, I think, in the first one against Perth where they tied. But the big story out of this game was the 18-year-old straight out of the COE, Izzy Bollais, 25 points, 10 of 12 from the field, nine rebounds, three assists, three steals. What, where was our defence? <laughs> <laughs> she was. That's actually what Cheryl, I went and congratulated Cheryl on the win after the game. I said, and how good was Izzy? Like it's been a long time since an 18-year-old has put up numbers like that. Yeah. In I thought it was her debut, but she did play a few minutes last year, so her second WNBL game. And she was just like... <laughs> Well, where was our defense? I was like, oh, okay, sure, would be fuming. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I won't lie; I was actually shocked when I saw the stats after the game, and I couldn't believe that she got that. But you know, she was someone that again took it at us, had no fear. I mean, she's coming up against big guns. Yes, she's on the guards, but I mean, you've got Lauren Jackson in the key. You've got uh, people like myself around her as well, and she's still taking it at us. And a lot of her scores came from inside the paint as well. So good on her. I mean, she's obviously one for the future, and, you know, this is the time to prove yourself, and she's doing that. I spoke to her and Nat Hurst after the game. Not sure who was more nervous because Natty, going into her first game as head coach, was absolutely packing it before the game and I'm like, come on, Natty, like you've got to get yourself together for this So I'm not sure who was more nervous, the 18-year-old about to take on some of the greats in Australian basketball or Nat Hurst, but I think Nat has definitely put a lot of confidence in Izzy to just go out there and play her own game and you go from playing like two minutes or something last year in a game to playing 30 minutes minutes. and putting up a huge performance like that. It was such a great story. Yeah, absolutely. Super wrap for her. And yeah, obviously the team looks very calm and relaxed with Natty. So I think she's fitted in great. And she's also probably another player coach in the making as well, in case anyone gets injured for Adelaide. (laughs) They've got a lot of guards at Adelaide. (laughs) They do. (laughs) They do. Let's take a look now at round two, because the good thing about these Wednesday night games is the week comes around pretty quickly. It doesn't get any bigger than this. The Boomers and the Flyers in the Melbourne Derby. It is the first leg of the Michelle Tim's Cup State Basketball Centre. Wednesday night will be the place to be. You mentioned the throwdown um, in NBL terms a bit earlier. What's the feeling really like between the two teams? Because players have gone between the teams over the years. For example, Christy Wallace went from the Flyers to the Boomers this year. Your great mate Carly Ernst has gone from the Boomers to the Flyers. Um, I don't Cole's think Cole's been a Boomers to the Flyers. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you would ever play for. No, the I'm Boomers. a very loyal girl. <laughs> You are though. You, you've always said that though that yeah. you're very much Southside, yeah. and um, that comes into play when you guys um, face off. So, what is the rivalry like? Is it real? Yeah, it's massive. Um, this is the one team that you just do not want to lose against. I mean, you don't want to lose ever, but it's just so competitive, and it's it's bragging rights, and you know, knowing that they're cross town, they're only twenty minutes away from us, and. Um, are they, are they there now, though? Because you're at their Parkville. old home? 
Yeah. Oh, I know. And that's kind of weird too. Yeah. A lot of them have actually, you know, treated this our home court as their home court for a while as well. Yeah. Is that weird going in that different route? Did Because you, you yeah. had to go in the home rooms yes. last weekend. I know. It's very, so odd. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we only just took all the signage down from the Melbourne Boomers change room too, so <laughs> turned it into the flies room. So it's, um, like I said, there's a lot of tension and heat between the two teams and, um, yeah. Something that we're super excited about, and and I think what's even better is both teams bring bring in big crowds, mm. and the atmosphere will be incredible. And you know, it's, we know it's going to be a massive physical game as well, and just one that we want to win so badly. So they swept you last year, I think. Yes, yep. yeah, they did. Thanks for bringing that up. You're <laughs> and then the year before, we were in the hub, so I don't think we, we played them. <laughs> you, well, you did, but did you play for it in the hub? I don't no? think so because it was only two games of the mm. regular season. Yeah, and then if then you did, yeah. you swept it the year before. Yes. in your first season. Yeah, we'd, yeah. Okay, we've so got, got the one up. Got to get your hand back on the on the cup. Yeah, exactly right. And I think it's because, um, you know, we're probably tipped to be up there to win the championship but same with Boomers. So it's two of probably the better teams coming into this game as well. And, um, I mean, their starting five is elite and it's something that we have to be super prepared for. And, um, like I said, there's a lot of scoring power with the Boomers. I like to think Flyers have a lot of scoring mm. power as well. So it might come down to defence this game. Fancy, fancy that. <laughs> Chris and Cheryl might want a bit of defence. Basketball contains defence. What? Who knew? <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, the Boomers being star-studded, and they are, but they've got early injuries. Tess Madgen, of course, uh, your captain from the Opals, and Lily Scanlon. But they came out against Perth and just showed so much grit to get the job done. We know that they've got depth. Tiffany Mitchell back in the league. She had an incredible game, her her highest um, score in the WNBL. So great to have her back in the competition. Kayla, Wally, um, Mia Murray, like the list goes on. So even though they're missing some players, you know they're going to be super tough. Yeah, exactly right. And they're just all playing really well together and playing with a lot of confidence as well. Um, Tiff Mitchell just looks like it's so easy for her out there right now. So if we can get the job done on her, try not to give uh, too much of our scout away. But <laughs> like I said, defence will be a massive focus for us. So we'll finish with this, Blicky. Why will the Flyers beat the Boomers and go one nil in the Michelle Timms Cup series. Why not? Great answer. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Moving on. Great content, <laughs> as Chris Blitzarves would say. Uh, Chris Blitzarves giving him a shout out. Good yeah, day, bro. How well, are we? We've got to get to the second best Blitzarves <laughs> first, but we'll talk more about your mob um, later. Mama B being first best Blitzarves. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, previous um, guest on the WNBL show. I remember when she was Mama inducted B. to the Hall oh. of Fame. She was so nervous. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Bless her. Yeah. Let's move on now and have a look at the rest of the round. Um, we'll quickly touch on Friday night Townsville and Adelaide in Townsville where it was hot, hot, hot last week with the fire going big um, to open their account. You played Adelaide. How do you see that one unfolding? I actually think they'll be a really good game. It's hard because, again, it's only round two. We've only played Adelaide. Um, but just from what I've seen, you know, Townsville starting five, especially um, Hawkins. And I know she was good. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. And she's only going to get better. But I also think um, Samuelson mm. um, may not have had her greatest game, but I know that she can absolutely light it up. And so one day, hopefully not against us, but she will come out and absolutely be firing. So, um, 
But for me, I think probably Adelaide will have that one. Really? Oh, yes. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going Townsville. I'm 50-50 now. <laughs> <laughs> I liked what I saw from them in round one and very much getting 2020 hub vibes. I know they came runner-up to you, but they were sensational that season. So I think they're getting back to those areas as we move on now to Saturday action. Sydney, after strangely having a buy in round one, so weird. Um, they are champing at the bit to finally be out on court after a great preseason. They're off to Bendigo to take on the Spirit, who opened with two wins in round one. Yeah, let's, Bendigo. Yeah, let's firing. start with Bendigo first, the home team. Well, um, as you said, two and zero, absolutely firing right now. Um, but to come out and play Sydney, I think in round two is scary because they haven't played yet. So Bendigo are on a high right now, 2-0, and o, but Sydney are ready to go and ready to play. And we played Sydney in a preseason game as well and a lot of they talent They did a number there. on you, didn't they? Settle down, okay? They did. Right. They beat you and the Boomers in consecutive Great. days. Great. Good on Sydney. I'm so proud of them. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of them. But I would be, if I was Bendigo, I would be nervous because I know Sydney are raring to go. Um, they're going to be super excited. And like I said, they've got a lot of fiery scores and a lot of of talent there too so I actually can't pick it uh, maybe Bendigo will win that because they have had some few games yeah. to get used to it and um senior super young where Bendigo have a lot of you know vets Kelly and Kelsey are always going to settle their train when it gets out of control oh my gosh and Kelsey Griffin KG23 back like she never left in Bendigo colors and how old is she you would not even right, know right yeah you can't <laughs> say that because anytime anyone mentions her age and she's not even the Near the oldest no. player in the league. She's phenomenal. But it's this weird thing that people like try to make out she's old. And it's like um, a red rag at a bull. Yes. Do not say that. <laughs> Look Don't. what happened. I she's heard one of the playing. commentators mention her age and I thought, what are you doing? Settle down. I know. <laughs> she's still playing like she was when she got recruited to come out to Australia. In that first season at Bendigo. Yeah. Her mentality, yeah. like I've, I've been privileged enough to play alongside her and learn from her and her mentality, her basketball brain is phenomenal and the way she just, she's literally a definition of a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and competitor. Yes, just a competitor. Huge. Does everything so well, you know? Like who never appears on TV before and does a performance <laughs> like that on sideline at a World Cup? She is great at everything. Like is there <laughs> anything Erin Griffin will be listening and watching? Erin, I'm looking at you down the barrel. If there's anything Kelsey's bad at, could you let us know? I'm going to say it's probably cooking because I know Erin's oh, well, the cook Aaron's there. Erin <laughs> is the cook there. So Bendigo, um, perfect, literally, opening weekend for them. We had Anna Lee here last week. So new coach, some new players. They retain Anna Lee, their MVP. They've got your best mate, Tessa Levy, to come in after AFLW. It was a perfect start, yeah. wasn't it? Because they've got a win on the road. They get a win at home. Yeah. And now they play Sydney. Um, really excited about Sydney. They showed some great signs in the back end of last season. We know they had disruptions with imports. They had injuries. Shyla's prime. Tiana's back. Keely's looking great. Emma Clark, one of their big recruits, she has a knee injury, but they're hoping she'll be back on court in round three. So um, I'm going to go Sydney there, uh, but very much looking forward to that game. As we move on to another game on Saturday, Perth Lynx and the Caps back in Perth. Um, Double headers for both teams last weekend. Someone's going to win and get their season um, campaign underway with a victory. Who do you reckon it's going to be? I think Perth Lynx are probably too angry from the two losses and I think they'll probably come back and 
get the win. I mean, I can't see Sammy wanting to lose again. So, <laughs> yeah, watch out. She's probably going to get big buckets this week. There are a couple of great highlights from Perth's opening round, particularly Chloe Bibby. She had 28 points against Bendigo on Sunday. Love that she's back in the league. Have really enjoyed watching Amy Atwell start to her WNBL career. Um, and then Alex Sharp had a double-double as well. Love Sharpie. So I think Perth will get the job done at home after a bit of a rough start. And then we finish on Sunday with the Boomers. Um, at home where I'm sure they'll be unveiling their championship from last season. They're hosting Adelaide who are on the second leg of their big weekend. Um, And it's also the Boomers' second game, but it's a bit later given their first one is on Wednesday. So how do you see that one playing out? I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, Again, like you said, they've both played double. They'll be the second game of the week. Um, Yeah, you're right though. Melbourne have had more of a rest, I would say, but I don't know. I think Adelaide really have it in them this year. I think they're playing against them already. You know, Steph Talbot, you know, she she probably is looking for a good weekend this weekend. And, um, I mean, Mansfield's always a solid point guard for them. And, um, you know, I think defensively they'll probably match up better than what Perth did against Melbourne. So, um, in saying that, though, I'll probably still pick the – Boomers. Boomers, yes. yes. Um, import Watch, we've been talking about imports. Kirsten Bell, I liked the look of her against you guys. And then um, they've got Jacinta Munro, who's long experienced athletics. So um, they've brought in someone sort of at the beginning of their WNBA journey and then Jay Munro, who's got a lot of experience. So yeah. we'll see how they settle into um, the program at Adelaide over the next few weeks. And that is round two. Well done. Nailed it. Well done to you, Sarah Blitzhubs. But let's talk more about you because that's why I got you here. Of course. We love talking about me. (laughs) So we touched on earlier, it is five years since we began the WNBL show, but it's five years since you did your ACL playing for Dandenong. Like I think it's five years from the 10th of November. How Um, do you reflect on that injury five years on? Yeah, it's crazy. It was um, definitely life-changing, that's for sure. It took me 13 months out of the game and um, I think besides being off court for 13 months, the first year back honestly sucked. That was the hardest part, um, trying to come back and then thinking, oh, this is it for me. Like My brain wasn't keeping up with my legs and my legs weren't keeping up with my brain and um, just trying to figure out how to play basketball again. But I'm fortunate I uh, stuck with it and, you know, managed to be a part of some cool Australian journeys throughout it too. So, um, but yeah, it's wild how quick it's gone, just like that. So you're a Geelong girl, not originally, but by choice, because you've got a house down there, yes. you play for the Super Cats, you've got your um, your best friends down there too. How much has the Geelong life, did that play a part in the recovery like mentally. For- yeah, yeah, big time. Um, I'm such a beacher and that's my happy place and anytime I'm stressed or, you know, unhappy, I'll go there and just chill out and um, that was, yeah, super good for me and um, I think just having family and friends down there, like you said, and, and a bit more of a social life, I think people can get really caught up in trying to rehab and being so mentally focused on that day in, day out. It will literally do your head in. So I was lucky enough to have a good balance of still hanging out with mates, um, being able to relax and, and not, I guess, take it as seriously as some people do, mm. which, I mean, I was doing my rehab perfectly, but you go through so many setbacks and, you know, rather than doing another weight session on top of your setback, I was like, let's go have a drink. I couldn't handle this. So, um, yeah, it was a big, big part of it. And I, I love Geelong so much. I think 
like just looking from the outside in over that time because I don't think we really knew each other that well before that five five years ago. But I think it's you've been so happy setting up your home and life in Geelong. You've got your friends in your life outside of basketball, which has probably given you perspective with the highs and lows that you've had in the last five years with the game. But it definitely seems like it's your happy place and you can you focus and commit yourself 100% to basketball, but you still have a life outside of it. Yeah. I mean, I saw a sports like um, when I started coming back from my injury and I started playing again and that was the best thing I've ever done. Um, and I was seeing him about once a week for almost a year straight, I would say. And, um, I mean, he just teaches you, even though you know there's more to life to basketball, I think until you actually live through it, you don't realise that and you need to go through something to actually fully understand that. And he's helped me heaps and just, um, you know, I used to be a head case of an athlete and I'm just not that anymore. And I'm I'm totally comfortable. I'm totally calm now in my brain and um, I think that's, made me a better basketballer, for sure. And then bringing WNBL back into that conversation, Danny Nong goes, become, evolves into the Flyers and you have been there from day dot. You guys have been successful, but you've really put a lot of emphasis on the group and the people involved. And you love that place. You love the people. And I'm sure that has a huge effect on the basketball you're playing and your happiness. Yeah, massively. Cheryl's done so well in recruiting in that aspect that – she recruits good people only. You don't want any SHIT humans, that's for sure. Um, and I think it's one thing that even last season when we were losing, we still were happy to be there and we still enjoyed each other's company so much and that's massive. Um, we've never had problems in amongst our team. We've always been such a tight unit um, and it makes it enjoyable. I mean, we have to train every single day, you know, for the next five months with each other. We see each other every single day. So you have to like each other and you have to be a good human, caring, I mean, sensitive of others and and we all are like that. And I think, again, from what I know of Kayla so far, like I've got to know you know quite well and she seems like she will fit in perfectly and she also seems like a pretty unreal human she's one of you guys. yeah yeah <laughs> and she's kind of adopting our culture I think a little bit now too so 2020 you guys win the championship in the hub which was just it, that feels five years ago yes we're talking about things that that's feel wild I know that we spent <laughs> three months ago. in Townsville what <laughs> I know and two weeks in quarantine I wouldn't mind doing that again I, I actually <laughs> loved it it was great, wasn't it? Because I was by that pool every day. <laughs> oh, we found all our little spots to it eat was and get great. coffee. But it was it was an escape, literally, because we were in lockdown here in Victoria. And when we left to go to quarantine in Brisbane for two weeks, and it was the three Victorian teams and then people like myself who were working on the season. But we went into quarantine, but we could socialize in yes. that quarantine. And it yep. was like a treat to be mm. able to go and visit. You had your coffee machine. Yeah. You know, it was um, it was a bit of a treat. But anyway, you won the championship that year and then that elevates you into a 2021 where you go to the WNBA and you have the training camp experience. You have the experience, but then you have, I guess, the devastation of being cut um, when you're quarantining back in Australia. Take me through the emotions. Yeah, that was awful. That was definitely probably the worst period of my life, I would say. Um Getting cut from the WNBA, I could handle that. You know, it is what it is. I know it's a hard thing to kind of get into. Um, but then I think a week into my hotel quarantine, getting cut from the Australian team in the Olympics as well was a massive slap to my face. And, um, you know, I never expected to make that team, but I just couldn't believe that I didn't make that team. 
and still having a week left in this tiny ass room with no fresh air, I was going mental. Um, and that was so hard. And, um, for me, I think it's just that's been a big reason as to why I'm so good at realizing that there's more to life than basketball because I went through my two dreams and goals getting cut to feeling worthless and, like, I had no idea what I was supposed to do after this. Like, that's my life and if I can't even make those two things, what's the point of me, you know, even p- pursuing basketball anymore? Um, so, yeah, once I got myself out of that rut, uh, I decided I would – start my own business. So I'm in the midst of starting Sarah Kirsty. if you want to follow it, everyone. On Instagram. <laughs> On Instagram. So, yeah, I decided to start my own underwear company and I'm at the part, I'm at the spot where I'm about to get, I guess, all of my kind of, um, all of my underwear in. Sorry, I just had a bit of brain lapse. Um, product in. Product in. And then, yes, get photos done, start the website, and I think I'm almost good to go. So it's been a while in the making, but we're at the little pointy end and I'm about to be a business owner and I have no clue what I'm doing. Oh, add that to your Instagram bio. <laughs> oh, I will. Business owner, don't know business what I'm doing. Owner. Yes. Let's <laughs> rewind a little bit back to um, that day in quarantine because we were actually having um, Sunday brunch via FaceTime <laughs> on the morning. Um, and oh, yes. you'd ordered your coffee in and had your food and I was cooking um, French toast and we were on FaceTime and um, and you got the call from Sandy when we were yes, that's having right. breakfast. Yes. So um, you, you dealt that news with a week to go in quarantine. But a few weeks pass and you get an 11th hour call up to the Olympics to replace Liz Cambage. Take me through, again, that ro- roller coaster of emotion where you've been dealing with the devastation and now you're in the tank. Yeah. Um, that was honestly super hard for me to adjust to, I think. And I'll be completely honest here. I was at that part, I was at that phase where I hated the ovals. You know, I couldn't help it. I mean, I just did. I wasn't a part of it. I couldn't believe it anymore. And I was just filthy, I guess. I was salty. I was very salty. And um I kind of had an inkling. I, I'd heard a court word that Liz was doing Liz things and that she could potentially not be a part of the team anymore. And um, a big part of me was actually nervous to get the call up because I didn't know if I wanted to actually go or not because I was that angry still. Um, but then Sandy called me and and she told me about it and then I ended up speaking with Dad afterwards and Dad's like, I mean – once you're Olympian, you're always an Olympian and it doesn't matter how you get there. And I was like, oh, that's kind of true when you think of it like that. It doesn't matter. Like no one's going to remember that I was technically an emergency, are they? They're going to remember that Liz was <laughs> pretty crap and then I got to get the call up, you know. Um, so, yeah, I changed my mentality and then after about 24 hours I became super excited and I got to go to the Olympics and miss all the boring, you know, stuff that you have to do where you work really hard for six weeks beforehand and yeah. do all the training camps and all the mental stuff. You parachuted in. I just parachuted in and got the two best yeah, two weeks of my life. because you met them there. Yeah. You met them in Tokyo. And when I met them, because of everything that happened, they were so emotionally exhausted and then I came in up? and I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so I, I think, but for me, I turned that into my role where I was trying to give energy to people. And when I was on the bench, I was trying to lift people up and I just kind of became like a positive light maybe in that negative situation. And, you know, I took that in, in my stride and um, ended up 
really enjoying myself and having an okay campaign as well. Well, you were just yourself and that's what you bring aside from everything that you can offer on the court in your position. So um, I love those words of advice from your dad because your parents both played for Australia and they've been amazing supports to you, particularly your dad because I noticed Mama B wasn't um, at the entire World Cup in Sydney, was she? <laughs> Um, no, she well, wasn't. Well, you know, because there was a clash of events well, where, Mark, I know. <laughs> you know, Mark Blitzarves has to go and play in an AFL grand final. Yeah, and you As know, you do. As you do. And played in one while um, we were in lockdown here. So you couldn't get to the 2020 no. grand final, yeah. even though they lost. So he goes and wins a flag on what was your off day yes. at the World Cup. Yes. Tell me where the parents were. So dad was in Sydney. He stuck with me. Uh, bless him. And was mum. That he stuck with you or he was stuck with you? He was stuck with me. Oh, I thought he stuck with you. <laughs> I meant he stuck. He yeah. <laughs> he stuck with you. <laughs> um, and then old Mama B, yeah, she she went down and got to watch Mark play live and took um, Chris, my other brother, as well, with her and got to experience the whole championship win, um, the premiership. Sorry, not the championship. Yeah. Forget sports, sports swapping. Um, and yeah, then I was getting FaceTimes and photos from them on the field. And then, oh, there's Mark. And then holding the cup. Oh, that's really cool. And then they're all back in Geelong at the club room, still holding the cup and in amongst everyone. And um, I was super jealous. I was so sad that I got to miss yeah. that event. I genuinely was sad. I really wish I could have been there. Um, I mean, it was an off day. You could, could have. I said you should have like, should do I a FIFO. Yeah. yeah, I know. I guess we did have the quarterfinal the next day, didn't we? Did Wasn't that No. No, we had a game the next day, I think though. you had – oh, because you played Marley the night. I hadn't – it had been a rough few yeah, days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah you had, had Serbia, Serbia, the, Serbia next the next day. day. Yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. watched in the foyer of the hotel. I that did. was very It was fun. still good. It yeah. was nice to watch and stuff, but I, I, it's just something I would love to experience with Mark as well. And um, But luckily enough, we got to win a rose gold. He obviously has won his medal. Um, I haven't seen him yet, though. So as we flew back, oh, yeah, he flew overseas. overseas. So, yeah, I'm yet to see him face-to-face. Um, I really am just waiting for the photo op of him and I with our medals. Yeah, because do you think – and can he bring the cup? Because, like, the cup needs yes. to meet your medal too. I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I'll I'll be Meeting able to get in there and, and see the cup as well. I mean, surely. I'll surely. just ask Mark, yeah. Yeah, like, surely. Like, let me in. Come on now. I might pay AFLW. No. <laughs> <laughs> just teasing with that. That, that. that was just clickbait. Um, but I loved um, the was it the was it the Serbia game the next? Day? It was, wasn't yes. it? The Serbia yeah. game the next day. Typical Sarah Blitzhaves gets interviewed on the court after beating Serbia, and it's a you know stadium full. There were quite a few Serbians there, but stadium full of really Sydney siders. And just take us back. What you gave them a nice <laughs> shout out, didn't they? Because the Swans got well, touched yeah. up by the Cats. Yeah, they did. They lost by eighty points. I mean, what are you doing in a grand final? Come on now. Um, and so I kind of, in saying that, I definitely did forget that we were in Sydney yeah. at that point, but I was also doing it cause you know, I'm a little bit of a rat bag every now and then, but yeah, got interviewed on court and I just finished my interview with <laughs> up the catters <laughs> and I literally they got booed, booed <laughs> by 10,000 people. I mean, I've never heard a stadium that loud and it was all aimed at me and they're all just being like, boo, like this. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot we're in Sydney. Dad said I should have just been like. <laughs> just flip them the bird. <laughs> That's classic Daddy B. Now, Mama B made it up for the uh, the finals. She was there 
the next week. So yes. good to you know <laughs> see her come around. Yes, we love Mama B. She's yeah. exhausted. Yeah. Um, but what about what about the family though? Because you are tight knit, and Chris Blitzhaf does get forgotten a bit amongst all of this, but he is a goat of the family. He's achieving big things. Well, the thing is, though, this week, so I was at Worlds, Mark won the premiership, and Chris was in Egypt playing in the three-on-three streetball world tournament as well. So he was also doing big things. But he got forgotten? <laughs> like, where was the stories about Chris? It was all Mark, Mark, Mark. I know, I know. Um, yeah, poor Chris. He does get forgotten a little bit, but... I'm super wrapped for him. He got to experience something super cool that we've never experienced and he's got to go to Egypt now. And so I'm very envious. That's so high on my bucket list. So he's got one up on the family big time. So what's next for you, Sarah Blitzhaves? Launching the business. Yes. Um, you have said, though, that you want to start a snorkel shop. Will that be yes. on the back burner while you start <laughs> that Sarah Christie? always, always my goal. Um, when I was younger, I just thought I would love to retire on a beach somewhere, just, you know, owning a snorkel shop laying out, live cheaply. I love it. I still love those feels and vibes. So potentially day oh, hot chippies, maybe a chicken jaffle. Why not? Maybe <laughs> a fresh juice. Drink out of a pineapple. From, from, uh, <laughs> from, um, what, what, what's that place called again? Oscar Cooper. Uh, Oscar Cooper. Oscar Cooper. Why does that sound like a footballer? <laughs> Probably. Football? I mean, we really need to go Oscar visit Coopers, them because yeah. they, they were part of your um, – um, good luck video yes. that I sent you. They were, weren't they? We've never been back since. We haven't, no. That's right. In Greville Street, yeah. phenomenal it's cafe. Good. No, it's Oscar something else. Anyway, um, a story for another time. Um, so the snorkel shop. But retirement, surely that's a while off. Yes. Look, we'll see how the body holds up, that's for sure. But I, I think it's still – I'd like to think I still have another four or five years, hopefully. How old are you? I'm 29. Oh, you're not even at the – Big three, oh yeah. I know, but I look at Lauren and I just think, who could be bothered, you know? know. (laughs) 41. I know, but she's still killing it. I know. (laughs) Goat things. Um, Now, you are the queen of music. Um, You you might even be a DJ if you weren't a basketballer. Okay, you know, I also had aspirations of that, but then I didn't. That does not surprise me. And I don't want to throw Liz under the bus, but then, like, I just don't want to follow in those footsteps. But I'm always in charge of the music. Yes, yes, you are. In the car, in a house, house party, anything. Yeah. Sarah Bear, Sarah Bear Fairy on the decks. Do you have a um, list of your, not a Spotify list, but do you have like, you know, a list of your DJ work? Like, do you have a SoundCloud? I have, well, on my Spotify playlist, Sarah.Blitzhouse. Anyway, um, all my Spotify playlists are phenomenal. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I take a lot of pride in them. It's actually my hobby. I spend quite a lot of time doing that. Curating them. Yes. Curating your yes. Spotify content. So let's finish with this, Sarah Blitzarves. The big game against the Boomers. It doesn't get any big, bigger than this. So what pumps you up on a Wednesday afternoon? Because the Ooh. game is at 6.30, so you'll be an afternoon pump We're up. talking about songs. Well, but you're starting to flex. <laughs> what, what are your top three? What's on the Spotify going into the big game against Melbourne? All right, well... At the moment, this is what I've been listening to. Um, I can't give you a playlist because, you know, I'm mixing up at the moment. Um, but three random, and these are going to be so random for me too. Like can you, you give, would not expect this. Can you give the song and an explanation? Sure. Why you've picked it. Sure. Three. Thank so you. at the moment, what I have re-brought into my life is Place Your Hands by Reef. You know that song? Yes. I won't give you a snippet because. We'll insert that here. I don't want to sing it. Yeah. 
Um, that came back into my life because I was watching a show. I can't remember what show, and it was on in the background. And I was like, "What a tune!" Did and you Shazam it, or did you instantly remember? Instantly remember, girl. Oh. Come on. Anyway, and I'm like, now that the sun's out, it's a great song mm. when driving. I find blasting it, great song. Um, second, this one is so not me because I'm not into pop or radio music, but I've been really vibing this girly ass song, and it's "To Be Loved" by Lizzo. Oh. At the moment, another real upbeat one, mm. you know, just yeah. when you want to get happy. I'm like, yeah, oh, good fun, Lizzo. Yeah, yeah. She does some good upbeat ones. And then the third one for my little house family out there, um, baddest of them all, B-O-T-A, it is. So B.O.T.A by Eliza Rose. Eliza is, Rose. Yeah, it's a really girly, housey song that I've been frothing at the moment. Jeepers. So these are going to get you up for a four-quarter I don't like to rev myself up anymore because I find it emotionally exhausts me. So I like to stay level-headed and just be, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Streamline the You know what this means? It's like level-headed. Yeah, okay. Not too high, not too low, just, yeah. Doof, doof, doof. And what about (laughs) coffee? So, because you love a coffee. So what do you do for a Wednesday, like a 6.30 game? Um, How many coffees are you going to have? No, it'll probably be – I'll do a tomorrow morning coffee and then it'll probably be like a piccolo at around 2 p.m., I'll say, and that'll be about it. Do you have a nap? No, I can't nap during the day. I'm not a napper. I wake up worse if I nap, Mm. unless I'm dead tired, but no, not a napper. Okay. There we've got it. The exclusive details to Sarah Blitzarves. Brunch with Tessa Levy tomorrow morning. Very important. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. So when they lost, didn't they, at the weekend, but they got the double chance? Yeah, they're playing 140 versus North Melbourne, Richmond Tigers versus North Melbourne, 140 Saturday. Okay, go Tessa Levy. Um, When will she be back for Ben to go? Depending on how this game goes, like, hey. Could be, <laughs> could be next week. Yeah. She's a freak, isn't she? Yeah, she's fit. <laughs> she's fit. She's fit. Oh, best wishes to Tessa yeah. Lavey. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to seeing her back with the spirit. Um, yep. So where will you brunch tomorrow? Um, at her house, apparently. She's cooking. She lives a kilometre away from me now, which is amazing. Oh, that is just disastrous. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. What do you want about? Get my electric scoot scoot on over and then there we are. Is she cooking though or are you meeting there? Um. No, we're going to cook. When I say we are, I'll probably go there and she'll probably cook. Yes. <laughs> you are not doing it. And I will be her support system. Oh. On your lady. Yep. Great job. Love I'm going to sit on your couch. <laughs> it's going to be lovely. Well, Blicky, it's been so lovely. Just feels like all is right in the world again, being here with you, WNBL showing. Brilliant. So natural, so normal. You, will you come back next week? I'll love to come back. Okay. If you'd have me back. I'll have you back. Um, can't wait to debrief the derby. Yes. Yes. Huge. Hopefully with us with a win. Yeah. And or else I'll be salty and I won't be here. Yeah, you'll be saltier <laughs> than your chippies. Yes. Thank you, Blicky. Good luck on Wednesday night against the Boomers. Uh, enjoy round two. If it's anything like round one, we've got a lot to look forward to. And just follow us on socials. Listen and watch us. Great. How does it feel being filmed? It's a bit weird, isn't it? I love it. Have you been looking down your camera? Yeah. I actually haven't. I forgot about it. But, hey, do you remember our saying from our last WNBL show? No. Game on moles. Oh, <laughs> we can say that here. Gosh, it brings back a lot of memories. We even had a Christmas edition. Do you remember that? <gasps> we did. Yes, we did. We had uh, – Steph- we didn't even mention Stephanie Blitzarves in this show. But I hear she's been getting a few shout-outs over the, over the commentary. Well, yes, <laughs> I the hear it all the time. The yeah, I know. Why she's- does it feel being mistaken for Stephanie? 
I mean, you know what's really upsetting? You're only an Olympian and a, a two-time World Cup medalist? One. One. I had Blitzarves first, so know, she's, she's come into Blitzarves and now I'm getting called Steph. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? She has two cute children, so it's fine. Yeah. She's the real MVP. Hey, Megs, keep being you. You're great. You are too. Four-quarter Blitzarves tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs>